everyone's so busy keeping up. Forget about the Joneses, we all on our telephones. With the texts and the tweets and the beats, what he said, she said, can't even follow the three. Down the hole, we all go. Me, I like keeping up too, with my corona and my attitude. That's La Vida Masfina. Relax responsibly. Corona Extra Beer. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider. Jeff, of course, former general manager of the Minnesota Vikings. He performed a lot of roles for the Minnesota Vikings, eventually went on to be president of the Tennessee Titans, came within about a foot of winning a Super Bowl there. Uh, Jeff, you have been around the game for a long time. You have run a lot of teams. Have you ever had a team lose to a quarterback named Skyler? (laughs) Well, no, not that has not happened, but. With with the Vikings' history going going against backup quarterbacks, I, I think they should still be wary going into Miami. And first of all, Jim, when, when you've won three straight games in come from behind fashion, there, there's no need to relax. True. <laughs> and, uh, the one thing I'll say about this Viking team: there's nothing boring about this season or this Vikings team who who looked unstoppable in, in the first half against the Bears or first quarter and a half. Uh, three phenomenal drives. They jump off to the twenty-one to three lead. Then, then they go to sleep for basically almost two quarters before having to wake up on the final drive. But, but no, Skyler Thompson, who apparently is going to get the start. Yep. And which I can't necessarily understand why that is happening in Miami, Jim. And I know we'll get into this more. But when you talk about if, if Teddy Bridgewater is okay to be the backup, as Coach Mike McDaniel says. Why would you not start the veteran quarterback who probably has, well, I don't know, 80 career starts or 60 career starts? Why would you not start him over a rookie who had two costly turnovers in their loss to the Jets last week, a seventh-round rookie, and you know you're opening the door for the, for the Vikings to dial up some Harrison Smith and Eric Kendrick's blitzes and getting after him. I don't really understand it, what they're doing down in Miami, but it all obviously starts with, with Tua Tagovailoa and his concussion problems and Bridgewater getting yanked last week after one play with a, 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 a potential concussion, which he tests out of. It's just really bizarre what's going on in Miami, and it's probably a good time for the Vikings to face them as long as they don't get – into that mode of, well, we're facing a backup quarterback, third-string quarterback, no problem. They did beat Andy Dalton, but it wasn't easy a couple of weeks ago with the Saints. And so we will see. I, I think it's really a, a fun game, a fun matchup to see. Oh, no doubt. I'm going down there. I'm really looking forward to it. I, I think it's going to be really an entertaining game. Hill and Waddle in the same offense, even with Skylar Thompson quarterbacking, could be interesting. The Vikings' pass rush hasn't been what it should be. Uh, we have a lot of issues to get here. Let's uh, thank White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com, and Platinum Bank, our longtime sponsors. Thanks also to our producer, Brianne Burdett. Uh, you probably already know this, but TalkNorth.com has grown to the point where we have probably the best sports lineup in town. 
uh, great outdoor content, some cool variety stuff with Dave Lee. We have Cheryl Reeve, Roy Smalley, Lavelle Neal, Jeff Diamond, John Malay, John Krasinski, Michael Russo, Anthony LaPanta, Mike Grimm on the Gophers. Check it all out at TalkNorth.com. The best way to listen subscribe on your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. You can also follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod to see the shows as they are released, or you can just always go to TalkNorth.com and find the shows you like. So a lot of things to get to here. Let's let's start with this one. The Vikings have been very good in first quarters offensively, you know, when they're running scripted plays. They've been very good in endgame situations where they really need a drive. Uh, Cousins and the offense have been clutch. In between, they've been a terrible third quarter team, and they've been kind of a, a an iffy second quarter team. Why do you think that is? It's a good question. I, I think teams adjust is one thing that O'Connell talked about and Cousins talked about. And after the first three drives, when they're giving Justin Jefferson amazingly single coverage or or whatever, they're two high safeties, and he's getting free underneath for catch after catch after catch, and then they finally make an adjustment. But it's kind of bewildering what happens, and it is the NFL, first of all, and nothing's, nothing comes easy. And there are, first of all, there are no ugly wins, by the way, <laughs> to the fan base out there who say, oh, they should blow everybody out. They're not playing South Dakota State, <laughs> And or whoever it was <laughs> that the Gophers could blow out. This is the NFL. The teams are, are, are pretty even, generally speaking. Everybody's getting paid to play, and it's tough. So teams adjust, and Justin Fields, I think, is a, a really great talent if they get him some more help at receiver. Darnell Moody was the other only guy they had, and defensively, the Vikings – I think make the mistake of, of single covering Mooney in several situations, such as the, the long catch that he made in the second quarter uh, around the two minute warning that really turned the game around for the bears makes that phenomenal one handed catch, but he's on Shandon Sullivan singled up. And I haven't seen that much from Sullivan to impress me. <clears throat> no, so, no. And so I'd be doubling Mooney all game long but they didn't, and and he hurt them. And Justin Fields, I, I think, is a really good talent. Obviously, he, he he's mobile, he's fast, and the Vikings have had issues with mobile quarterbacks already this year with Jalen Hurts and now with Justin Fields, and they've got Kyler Murray coming up in a couple of weeks after the bye. So they got to figure out how they're going to cover some of these quarterbacks that can that can move. But there does seem to be a lull that happens, and – I'm not saying they relax because I think coaches and players in the NFL know you can't relax. And just look last week around the league, the Packers had a 10, nothing 17 to three leads over the giants. And they end up losing that game. The bucks had a 21 to nothing lead over Atlanta, almost lost and might've, if it wasn't for a horrendous roughing the passer call on Grady Jarrett on Brady. And so, yeah, it's, it's very curious. What goes on? Maybe they just want to keep things exciting. And it, it's showbiz, right, Jim? They want to keep it exciting and make it come down to the last drive, which they've been doing. And But, yeah, you have to wonder. I mean, Cousins was unreal those first three drives. That was the best that we've seen him in his Viking years, I think, with the 17 straight completions. And then after those three drives, they averaged 26 yards on the next four possessions, including that terrible – 
interception that he threw trying to force it to Thielen when he's got C.J. Ham wide open underneath. And then all of a sudden the Bears are have a one-point lead. Like, what happened? <laughs> and then Cousins regroups and leads a 17-play, 75-yard, fourth-quarter winning drive and had a couple of, of key runs on the on the drive, a third-and-five scramble for a first down, and then the one-yard sneak for the touchdown. So it's it's curious what's going on. Ultimately, doesn't matter. You're four and one. And I, I think what's going to be really interesting, Jim, looking at the schedule, and I'm kind of a schedule nerd, as you know. And so yes. I've been, I, when I study the schedule and I look at it, first of all, at Miami, obviously you got weather, you got third string quarterback, you got, you got Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell. You got a pretty good defense. It, it's a, just a fascinating matchup to me. But I look at the next five games, and they're at Miami. They have Arizona here, and you're facing another mobile quarterback in Kyler Murray. He gets DeAndre Hopkins back from his suspension. They were a playoff team last year. They're dangerous. They go to Washington, which is a, a disaster right now. But then at Buffalo and then Dallas here, that five-game stretch – is tough with three out of four, three out of the next four on the road. Now you start out four and one, and here's where the schedule gets interesting. When you get off to a good start, if they go three and two in these next five games, they're sitting at seven and three, which is really in good shape for a run to the playoffs when they still have home games with the Giants and the Jets, who I think will fade a little bit. Uh, they still have Chicago, Detroit, which on the road will, will be tough, and Green Bay on the road. Uh, New England on Thanksgiving, they have to travel on a short week. So if you're seven and if they go three and two, you're seven and three. I think you're in good shape to make the, uh, at least a wild card and a good shot to win the division. I think because I think they're playing better than the Packers right now. But you start out four and one. If you go six and six, the rest of the season, that's ten wins which usually makes the playoffs. If they go eight and four, that gets you to 12 and five, which I think could be good enough to win the division this year. So studying the schedule is really interesting. And I think this next five games will be really important in telling the tale of, are they true, truly in contention to win the division? I think it's obvious they're in contention to be a playoff team. Uh, I have bad news for you, Jeff. I agree with you. Uh, it's never a good sign for anybody else when I agree with them. But I, I think they could, you know, everybody wants to see them blow people out, play better in the middle of the game, you know, win easier and all that. The reality is, given the schedule, given the way the Packers are playing, they could keep winning games like this at a reasonable rate and end up with 12 wins to win the division, no doubt about it. It's just, it's just math. Yeah, but they do, they do still have to continue to, to improve, as O'Connell talked about, and and as Cousins talked about and other players, they've got to improve their, their red zone defense starting this week. The Vikings, I saw an interesting stat. They've allowed touchdowns on all eight possessions for teams in the red zone the last three weeks. Mm -hmm. and, and so on the season, they're ranked 29th in red zone defense as far as allowing touchdowns, 10 of 13. The Dolphins are 10 of 15 scoring in the red zone, which ranks sixth in the league. But again, with their third-string quarterback, who knows how that shakes out. 
And and they've got 18 players on their injury report in Miami, including their best offensive lineman, Armstead, including their top running back, Mostert, who's, who's hurt the Vikings in the past when he was in San Francisco. Xavier Howard, who is, is a Pro Bowl caliber corner, and you would think they would match him up on Jefferson, as was the case with some other teams having success, such as Detroit and Philadelphia, as opposed to Green Bay and Phil and and Chicago, who didn't, which is crazy. But then again, JJ had success against New Orleans in, in a lot of man coverage. So I think you'll see a lot of Xavier Howard this week. But again, is Howard's banged up? Even their their top receivers. Hill and Waddle are on the injury report. They did practice. So the Dolphins are a banged up team. Good time to face them. But, hey, it's the NFL. Anything can happen. <clears throat> and they got to go into that heat. But they got Dalvin Cook going home to Miami. And he says he's never lost in Miami. So I guess that's a good sign. Sure. Right. I'm sure that'll be the key factor. Uh, hey, let's uh, <laughs> I think get some, some news around the league. Let's talk about some other Vikings issues. But first, let's thank White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Always excited to talk about the White Bear Lake Superstore, Buick GMC, and my great friend, the owner, Paul Rubin, his general manager, Charlie Cottrell. They're fantastic staff. Minnesota's number one volume, Buick GMC dealer, six years running with the best selection and their super friendly premium team. Check out their great website that we always talk about, WhiteBearLakeSuperstore.com. You'll see 0% APR on most GMC and Buick SUV models, including the stylish Encore GX. Check out the all-new next-generation GMC Sierra 1500. Reserve yours now and explore the GMC Sierra HD. And don't wait. Reserve your all-electric super truck, the Hummer EV. The White Bear Lake Superstore also is the Quigley 4x4 Van Superstore, and they are a certified elite dealer online at WhiteBearLakeSuperstore.com for all your vehicle needs and the premium experience. Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Also, thank you to Platinum Bank. Platinum Bank, always happy to talk about our great sponsor. Platinum Bank, is your bank a partner or simply a provider? In today's environment, businesses and individuals need a bank that can move quickly and act creatively. Platinum Bank understands the Twin Cities market, partnering with clients to overcome the challenges, capitalize on opportunities, and helping Twin Cities execs to grow their businesses. Platinum Bank's financial products are tailored to meet the unique needs of your organization and solve your problems, not create them. I am a very happy Platinum Bank client and account holder, have personally experienced tremendous customer service, working with market president Nate Erfer and VP Drew Lynch. To learn how Platinum Bank can be an asset to your business, visit www.platinumbankmn.com. Platinum Bank, providing a means to a dream. So one of the stats that, uh, that Kevin O'Connell shared with his team was that the previous week, before Bears week, uh, 15 of the 16 NFL games came down to, you know, one score. Uh, every Almost every game was close. So, you know, when you look at the local team, when you focus on the local team, as many fans do, you can look at the Vikings and be disappointed they haven't played better in certain situations. I think the reality of the league is the league wants parity. The league legislates parity. Uh and we're just seeing it play out in real time. Yeah, definitely. And I think the, the greatest change in this Vikings team this season so far is that they are 3-0 and in these one-score games 
after going six and eight last year and 14 of their 17 games went were one score games and lost a number of heartbreakers as we certainly remember starting with at Cincinnati at Arizona the first two weeks so they're winning the games they lost last year and that obviously is, is a great sign for bodes well for being a playoff team and and that's what the league's all about, and that's what the league wants. They want the parity. They want the close games. They don't want college football where teams are favored by 30 points and blow teams out 56 to nothing. And it's, it's exciting. And that's what I said about this Viking season. Nothing boring about this team. Nothing boring about this season. And, and there are no ugly wins. One concern I do have with this team is Zadarius Smith just doesn't look, and I know he's on the injury report, but he just didn't look like he was moving very well last Sunday. Uh, Daniel Hunter has not been the force that he was before his injuries. What's your level of concern for those two players and the pass rush? Yeah, I, I think it's really it, it is a, a very important factor, and and I think the pass rush has <clears throat> been spotty. Only two sacks on fields last week. He came to the game with sixteen allowed against him with a lousy offensive line, and they could only get two sacks on him. Now. Zadarius Smith has three, three and a half sacks in five games. That's good, but he's battling the knee. And I think they are trying to, to spell him and get, get some relief for him. And, and also for Daniel Hunter got his second sack of the season, but, but we expect more from Daniel also. So again, going against a rookie quarterback this week, if indeed Skyward Thompson gets to start, they need to put pressure on him. And whether that's through Hunter and Smith, DJ Wanham is a good pass rusher. But I think facing a rookie quarterback, I think they need to dial up more blitzes. And Harrison Smith and Eric Hendricks need to be coming after Thompson if indeed he is starting in this game. And and I, I would expect that to happen, even though that hasn't necessarily been Donatel's MO this year. But he's come at times when needed. Uh, such as the end of the Saints game, end of the Lions game, and come with some blitzes to uh, to put some more pressure on the quarterback. I think that's something that they need to do because they've got some good blitzers. Harrison Smith is one of the best blitzing safeties in the league. Yes, yes, he is. Uh, and that's it's going to be really interesting to see how the Dolphins game plan this too, because they have two explosive receivers against a you know a, a secondary that's had its moments and it and has has had its misses. Obviously, Cam Dantzler was very big for the secondary last week. I'm going to be fascinated to see how they cover those guys and if they can cover those guys and if Skyler Thompson can take advantage uh, of some of the people in the secondary. All right, let's talk about some league issues as we go through our picks. Cowboys at Eagles. Cowboys are playing Cooper and winning with him, although I don't think they're winning because of him. Eagles are the last undefeated team. Uh, what do you think about these teams and this matchup? I think it's going to be a, an exciting game. And in Philadelphia, you know, the, the fans are going to be cranked up on Sunday night. <laughs> have, have a few beverages, perhaps, before the game. So the Cowboys are, are going into a hornet's nest, obviously. It, it's hard to see Philadelphia as the kind of team that can t- continue to be unbeaten that they're they're a talented team the the key to me is can the eagles defense handle jalen hurts with his running and passing and i just don't see cooper rush beating the eagles in philadelphia i I know he's won his first five starts including his first start against the vikings last year which again the backup quarterback issue micah parsons is a is a demon on defense for dallas and he'll 
I'm sure be playing a big role in, in trying to spy on Hertz. But I'll take Philadelphia in a close game here. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, and one thing I'm going to be watching is Hertz has been it's funny because of his reputation as a running quarterback. He's been great when not under pressure in the pocket, and he has not been very good when pressured. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see against the Cowboys pass rush if he stands in there and is able to deliver the ball, uh, and that might be the key to the game. But, yeah, I'll take the Eagles as well. Bills against Chiefs. What a great – I mean, for a, a game that is not a divisional rivalry, uh, for a matchup that is not a divisional rivalry, this is a great rivalry. Yeah, it sure is. And going back to last year, the divisional playoff game was a classic when Kansas City wins 42-36 in overtime. And in, in that particular game, of course, they win the co- coin toss in overtime and Mahomes takes them right down for the winning touchdown. He throws for 378 and three touchdowns in the game, ran for 69. Josh Allen threw for 329 and four touchdowns, ran for 68 in the score. So you have to figure this is going to be a high-scoring game. I thought the Chiefs should have lost to the Raiders on Monday night. The the Raiders blew that game so badly, and Devontae Adams, if he makes that sideline catch, which if you're paying a guy $25 bucks, you expect him to make that sideline catch at the end of the game, set up the winning field goal, and it didn't happen. So the Chiefs were lucky to escape last week. Buffalo, I just think, is, is playing too well. I think they are the are the most talented team in the league. And I know it's hard to pick against Mahomes and Kelsey at home, but I figure Buffalo will figure out a way to cover Kelsey down at the goal line, which the Raiders, four touchdown passes. Can you believe that, seriously? And he's wide open on about three of them. So I'm going to take Buffalo in a high-scoring game. I agree with you again. Uh, and I think Leslie Frazier will at You're least— You're going against your buddy Mahomes. I can't believe it. Yeah, well, I also love Leslie Frazier, so I, I, I can go either way on this one. I, I love Mahomes. I love watching Mahomes, but that doesn't mean he, I think he's going to win every single game. I, I'll take the Bills in this one. Uh, Jets at Packers. The Packers are not playing very well. The Jets are playing a little bit better than expected. Uh, it feels like this is a game that the Packers either get right or we know they have serious problems. Yeah, I, I think this is the kind of game that the Packers just grind out a win. We know Rodgers – mispractice with an injured thumb, but he'll, I'm sure, be back by Sunday. The Green Bay defense is curious to me, Jim, that they have so much talent on that defense, but they're not playing great. And the Giants outscored them 17-2 to in the second half. We know they've got issues on offense with their receiving core and missing Devontae Adams, but obviously have, have a good running game. But the defense is what really kind of surprises me that they're not playing better. And perhaps that will improve as the year goes on. But the Jets are one of the probably one of the two biggest surprise teams in the league this year. And the other one is in New York also being the Giants. But I I don't see the Jets going into Lambeau and beating the Packers. So I'll, I'll take Green Bay. But whatever the spread is, I, I think the Jets might even cover if it's if it's a touchdown. I think the Jets might sneak under that. Once again, we agree. Ravens against the Giants. The Ravens, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson's having a tremendous year. They they are not off to a great start. The Giants are one of the few four-win teams in the league. How do you see this one? Yeah, the Ravens are, again, another very curious team and up and down, giving up big fourth-quarter rallies, including this to this Miami team when the Dolphins won whatever, 42-38, 
came from about 20 down or whatever in that game. Lamar Jackson has great moments and he'll throw an interception. The Giants are are impressive. And I think Daniel Jones looks like he's making a a big step forward this year, which is good for him because it's probably a contract year. And so I'll take the Giants at home. I, I think it could easily go either way, but there's something something good going on with this Giants team right now. I'll take the Ravens to break through, and uh, I'm not sure the Giants are as good as, good as they have looked so far. I've, now the big one, Vikings at Miami. What are you thinking? Yeah, I think it's really just, a, as I said, a fascinating matchup. As you said, can the Vikings corners stick with Hill and, and Waddle? Cam Dantzler, as you mentioned, what an unlikely hero he was last week, given his inconsistency in the past. And But he's had Patrick Peterson in his ear, and Cam is playing really well. Andrew Booth Jr. looks like he's ready to come back, which which is good for them in their, with the, the depth at, at corner in case Dantzler has one of his down games. Because I do like Booth, but I'm just not sure he's ever going to be able to stay healthy. I just think... If Skyward Thompson is the starter, I think the Vikings win this game. I, I think O'Connell and Donatel will get them ready to play, whether it's a third-string quarterback or a starting quarterback. And if they can iron out some of these inconsistencies, red zone defense, some of the other things. But but I do think the Dolphins are going to score some points, even with the third-string quarterback. I think the Vikings can score some points, too, on this Miami defense that people say, oh, they got a really good defense. Well, they're ranked 25th in the league, 28th against the pass. So they're not great, and only nine sacks in five games. So not a not a great pass rushing team, which, again, should be helpful, helpful to the Vikings. And if, if Xavier Howard is nicked, then that sets up for Jefferson to potentially have success. And, again, you got Dalvin Cook going home. you got K.J. Osborne played at Miami. He could be a factor in this game. So I'll take the Vikings in this game. I think it's going to be close. Maybe this is the week Greg Joseph, after a rough game last week with the two misses and the blocked field goal, I think Greg Joseph, maybe he'll kick the winning field goal this week. I like the Vikings to win by three. Yeah, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be just what the Vikings have been doing. I think they find a way to pull out a close game. My my gut tells me something's going to go wrong because I've seen them lose this kind of game so often, but I just think they'll I think the the Dolphins are just too beat up to win this one. I'm probably wrong. I'm used to it. That's okay. And let's get a final thought from Jeff. Once again, thanks for listening to talkwork.com. Thanks again to our producer, Brianne Burdett. Check out all our other shows, including the Viking Update show with myself and John Krasinski taking the writer's view of the team. All right, Jeff, wrap it up with a final thought here. Yeah, I think that this whole concussion protocol thing, interesting topic. You and I talked a little bit before the show. Yeah. it's it's You, you look at the situation involving Teddy Bridgewater last week, who we know would love to play against his former team, but he he's yanked out of the game after one play passes the, the sideline test and he still can't go back into the game because of the concussion new, the new concussion protocol agreed to by the league and by the NFLPA, which was, was all really a result of, of the Tua Tagovailoa blowout with, with his concussions where, where they put him back in the game in Cincinnati after, after he was clearly concussed. So the whole concussion thing, has had a really fascinating impact on the league this year. 
I, I personally think it's good to err on the side of, of caution for the players, but the Bridgewater thing, if he is truly okay and you pull him out of the game and then Mike McDaniel's not going to start him this week because he was in the protocol, but yet he's able to be a backup. That's just bizarre. That whole thing. Oh, no doubt about it. It's very strange. You know, maybe the thinking is Teddy's not well enough to practice well this week. And if he can't practice well, they'd rather go with the guy who's completely healthy and get all the reps in. But uh, I, I know I, I'm just disappointed because I wanted to see either Tua or Teddy. I think either of those guys would have made this a very entertaining game. You know, we don't know what they're going to get out of Skylar Thompson. Yeah, that's definitely the case. And the Vikings hope they don't get much out of them. <laughs> that's right. So we'll, so we'll, we'll be see. back next week here on Jeff Diamond Show to talk about the uh, Miami game to set up the bye week. We'll talk more NFL issues. Maybe we'll get into the protocol a little more in depth next week. Uh, for now, thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. And thank you for listening to Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider.